Hi everyone, Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris and Rod, and of course, it's Monday, and uh, we're here live every day at uh, PickDogs on our YouTube channel, but Monday, we usually have that Monday attitude, it gets a little surly over here, and uh, usually not low tolerance level, a lot of griping, a lot of complaining, and pretty much uh, zero, not a lot of tolerance for one another, or really anybody else out there, but that's just the way that it works, that's why we call it Surly Mondays. Chris, how you feeling today? So, feeling pretty good. <laughs> not surly. Not that well. A little, How about uh, this? Surly. How about this? Eleven games, three pushes. <laughs> Makes it eight oh, games. Man. I mean, next thing you know, the NFL is going to have was watching streaming games with the circle of death on our phone. Oh, that's right, they do that already. <laughs> yeah, we already I mean, do that. It's like, I mean, good lord, yeah. I mean, crap calls, pushes. I mean, this is this is really the NFL. Is is while it's supposed to be the the biggest it's ever been, yesterday pretty much personified at just how bad they are. You know, I mean, if you needed proof, I mean, you look at that Commanders and uh, oh. Commanders and Vikings game. You had the ref get get in the way in the downfield touchdown, but then you you have it looks like Washington's going to get the ball back with a minute to go or so, no timeouts, but at least Taylor, Taylor Heineke can maybe take him up the field, get him into field goal range. And it's the call of running over the center that you see maybe what two, three times a year and gives gives Minnesota a fresh set of downs, runs it's, out the clock, kick the field. The correct goal. term is canning the center. It's like, <laughs> John Madden loved canning the center. He was always big and he's like, they call that canning the center. It was like when we used to play pickup games, you know, like you know, after school or whatever, you know, tackle football and Whatever, when we were kids, it's always like no canning the center. <laughs> <laughs> I like canning the center. Uh, nothing. Can center. Anyways, I was <laughs> I was pushed city yesterday in, in NFL. Thankfully, NBA was uh, st still in action. Those four games, but uh, I was I think I was two two and one in NFL. Thanks to uh, Derrick Henry bailing me out, but I did not cash my big bet. I I won. I had another bet with the points, but my big one, you know, like my big winner, I had more money with the points. So I ended up a little bit ahead, but not nearly what I would have been, you know, had uh, Malik Willis. Uh, you know, Henry had the big run to set the tone there in the drive, and they called it back. And I've said that all season that Derrick Henry's had more meaningful runs called back than anybody all season long. And there it was again. Um, Rod, how about you? How was your birthday? It was good. It, it, it was a good day. Definitely enjoyed it. Uh, did you call Patrick Mahomes and tell him that he did not win by 21 points? Like you no, said, exactly right. I sent him an email this morning. He hasn't got back to me yet, though. So It's like, it's Monday. It's like, you piece of garbage. Yeah, you, you piece of garbage. <laughs> Surly Monday. Patrick's like, must be Surly Monday over there, pig dogs. <laughs> they, they totally forgot about it. They didn't, they, they didn't game plan for Willis to be running like that, that's for sure. They definitely caught them off guard. And uh, once once he's, he made those runs, they were who you could like, uh-oh, we, we didn't count for that guy to run. <laughs> I just thought two touchdowns was a hell of a lot to be laying against a playoff team. You know, uh, I think that's really... I think, I think if it was Tannehill, it would have been a different game. Yeah, but it wasn't. Uh, Malik Willis is uh, way better than Tannehill by a mile. But I think he is better, but I think Tannehill actually, you know, 
might be a little better. They they would have thrown balls to wide receivers if Tannehill was there, and they did not th- complete one pass to a wide receiver in that game, the uh, Titans. And I think they would have if Tannehill. Yeah, was that's there. true. So, I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not a Tannehill fan. Everyone knows that. But um, yeah, the Lions. I mean, can't even tank correctly. Um, they fall out of the number one draft choice all the way to fifth um, with the win over the Packers, and now it's the Houston Texans with the number one overall pick, followed by the Carolina Panthers, Las Vegas, and then Pittsburgh at number four. Um, Pittsburgh, of course, does not have that pick. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe they do have the pick. Because most of these say um, if they've been traded, and then it would be Jacksonville, um, also messing up the position. Arizona, who's just terrible. Um I think Cliff Kingsbury could be the next one to be fired. Um, I think he's up there. Yeah, he's on the block. He's definitely (laughs) on the block. But we go to uh, tonight's game, and uh, you want to talk about guys that have been very, very good to us. Um, First, we got the Andy Dalton show in town in New Orleans (laughs) here. Um, This guy, you know, there's certain players that we say, you know, well, this guy stinks, or this guy does whatever. And then there's certain Josh Rosens out there of the world that you say, you know, this is a guy that just simply pays the bills over and over and over again. And Andy Dalton has been that guy. I've told the Maserati story, you know, many times of where, you know, I, I bought, I, I bought a Maserati and, and that Andy Dalton paid for, and my wife wouldn't let me buy it. Basically, is what happened, and it was flat black with black wheels, the blacked out glass, and, you know, it's way cool. Said, Nobody has a surf rack on a Maserati. You know, so she said, I'm in here. So, yeah, I'll give you the stink eye, but, um, but I know with Andy Dalton still in the league that, you know, there's other cars out there. That, you know, I'll get my hands on. You know, Andy Dalton's fully capable of paying for, for us. Chris, um, you know, this is an interesting one because the Saints have been pretty mundane this season. They have no quarterback, right? I mean, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, Taysom Hills, kind of just a bunch of guys. Kamara played well last game, um, finally really, you know, exploding out. But the Ravens made a big statement, you know, um, this past week saying that they want to win now. And they did, you don't do that just by saying, I want to win now. And that's, that's kind of like what... Um, you know, guys like uh, Jimbo Fisher, do, right, or some of these other guys. Well, Jimbo Fisher will also, you know, pay some recruits to come in. But, I mean, like, you know, this is what some of the crappy coaches will do. Um, but the Ravens have traditionally won the same way every single time that we've seen them win over the last 25 years. Um, they have a system in, in Baltimore that's landed them in the Super Bowl bunch and you know not just with one team or one you know it's not like well the Tom Brady era they're in the Super Bowl all the time or whatever the Ravens have done it with different guys you know every single time they did it with Trent they did it with Trent Dilfer um, as their quarterback they've done it with you know they did it with Lamar they made it to the Super Bowl right they won with Lamar as their, as their quarterback they've done it all different ways and um, they've always been winners and the way that they do it Chris is they get two guys or one guy that's about 700 pounds, and they stick him in the middle of their defensive line, and then they have a linebacker that runs sideline to sideline that can tackle just about anybody. 
because he's basically unblocked because you got to block those guys up front. And that's the way the Ravens have done it. You can talk about, you know, Lamar Jackson. You can talk about, you know, Delphi. You can talk about, you know, the running backs they've had over the years and all these other players. But really, the Ravens have done it this way. They've gotten a gigantic nose tackle and a linebacker that runs sideline, sideline. So a few years ago, they went out and they got Queen from LSU coming off the national championship, and they thought he was going to be the guy. He certainly looked like it in college, that this was going to be the guy that could go sideline, sideline. They, the Ravens are really good at evaluating talent. I mean, look at this roster all the way up and down. I mean, when they took the guy from Ohio State, the running back who was injured last year, they didn't really need a running back at the time, but he was the best player available, right? Miami was up next. They were going to take him, right? I mean, this is how they've done it. They always have the best player available. So they go out and they say, well, who's the best freaking player we can get right now? Well, it happens to be the guy who's the best tackler in the entire NFL, <laughs> the guy who can run sideline to sideline, whatever. And I think when you go out and acquire a guy like that, I just believe that that sends a loud statement saying, we believe we can win right now. You know, because you don't go out and acquire the, the, the best player in the NFL, you know, when it you know, might not be the most popular guy, might not sell the most jerseys or any of those things. The guy who makes the most tackles <laughs> of anybody, right? He tackles yeah. the most people, um, which is what the, Ray Lewis was, right? He was the same thing, yeah. same idea. Sideline, sideline, tackling most guys. So the Ravens figure they get this guy, they can win right now. I, I don't know. I mean, tonight we're going to find out because Alvin Kamara is going to certainly put that to the test. Taysom Hill certainly going to put that to the test. But this guy's been put to that test before. He pretty much is a Kirby Smart recruited sideline to sideline beast um, in the perfect place for a guy like that, right? I mean, this is yeah. if you're a linebacker that's a sideline to sideline player, a tackling machine, this is Disneyland. Right? I mean, this yeah. is where you live. This is your dream, you know, is to be in the on the Ravens. Um, you know, I mean, they're not going to give them the 52 jersey or anything, right? I mean, but it's, they're going <laughs> to you know, say, that's not going to happen. Hey, I'll take 50. <laughs> I don't think so, <laughs> you know. That's the one thing you cannot have. <laughs> yes. I have the 52 jersey. I have my, I'll have to get my 52 jersey. I have the 52 jersey. Chris, what do you think of this thing? I mean, is it too early to expect Smith to make that kind of contribution? Or is it just, um, do you think the Saints at home? Oh, it's a tough building here. You know, the what are they now? The Caesar Superdome? Yeah. You know, so there might be a little bit of betting interest on this, you know, from, from those guys that might have a say as to how things go down, you know. Vegas. Yeah, a couple bucks. Freaking Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I agree. You don't bring Roquan Smith just to 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 be in the like in the middle of the pack. This is this is a move to you know say we're serious. If we, if you didn't think we were serious before, we're serious now. And I think this is going to be a bit of a, a, a defensive struggle. You know, the the one problem that we are that serious and is... stop calling me Shirley. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Damn it. You always have one every single day where you at least break me at least once, I swear to God. <laughs> um, damn it, I forgot the point I was trying to make now. 
All right, okay. The the one thing that that New Orleans defense has been good at is controlling yardage. You know, they're just outside the top ten in total defense, pass defense, rush defense, but they're twenty seventh in points per game, which tells me that they're usually giving up a lot of short fields and letting teams finish drives. And you know, you can't have that against Lamar Jackson, who yeah, he'll probably be without a couple of his top receivers. So be for sure without Rashad Bateman. I think Mark Andrews was doubtful, but this guy's a cheat code. He can make things happen, you know seemingly out of nothing and Andy Dalton on the other side does make it a little bit difficult but I'm still going to side with the under here primetime unders this season have been a money machine they're hitting around 65 percent and I expect there to be a lot of running the football in this game whether it's Lamar Jackson or Alvin Kamara I expect a lot of uh clock to be uh to be chewed up here and I think this is a sort of a, a 24 to 20 or 20 to 17 kind of game so I like the under in this one right and I, I like the over in this one. I, I like it to go the other way. Just what you said there, um, that New Orleans uh, giving up that short field. Yeah, they're not going to turn the ball over. That offense has given up 16 turnovers, ranked 30th in the uh, NFL, turning the ball over. Um, and when you turn them all over that much, that's in, in my eyes. And the Ravens, D, is, uh, they're giving up 22.9 a game. And New Orleans, uh, 25 a game. Both offenses uh, are scoring points as well. Um, the Saints, about 24 a game. Baltimore 26 a game. This game's got 27, 24 written all over it uh, in, in where I've capped this game. So that gets me over the total. Baltimore 4 and 1 to the over um, their last five Monday nighters. And uh, the Saints 4 and 0 to the over following uh, a straight up win. So I like the over in this one. I think we get over the 45 and a half. I have the 52 jersey. <laughs> Gotta have the 52, man. <laughs> size 52 to it, it's something like that someone gave it to me <laughs> i was gonna say i was like holy man someone gave it to me i've never seen a miami 52 nightgown it's big it's real big yeah. <laughs> but still it's super <laughs> that's why it's in the it's, closet it's, it's, it's a nice it's a nice jersey it behind it's a, yeah i was gonna say I you know. put it up behind you there you go you got a new backdrop <laughs> <laughs> it's too big to put on. Don't worry. You can off the off the, the wall. Season, I'm gonna, so all right, so right now my homework is to buy a Miami 52 jersey. I'm going to get one of Ray Lewis. <laughs> or uh, there's been another good 52 in Miami, too. Ray Lewis was, is the 52. But, uh, yeah, I think this one uh, is under as well. I am with, I'm with Chris. I just think that, um, you know, it just looks to me like an under all the way. And I think all the trends say in this thing, so I'll go under. I, I think the Saints will struggle to score points. I do. And uh, I think the Ravens, they usually have are good for a few turnovers. They're missing their top wide receivers now out for the season, too. So um, that's part of the problem here for them. Let's see. So Rashad Bateman, he's been out now for a couple of games. He had 285 yards, averaged 19 yards per carry. So he kind of was their deep threat. But really, you know, two touchdowns, 15 receptions. You know, and Andrews, 42 receptions. Duvernay, 24 receptions. I think Duvernay and Likely really have stepped up into that role. We saw Likely last time out. It looked really, really good, too. 
like likely to have a touchdown in this game. I like Taysom Hill to have a touchdown. Um, oh, that Shahad, Shahid, whatever his name is on the Saints. Oh, oh he's, he gets a touchdown every single time. So, public favors the under, and anything Kamara probably should avoid. What we avoid are people that think they know what the public and and and, uh, and sharps have because they're wrong about a hundred percent of the time. Is what we found. I actually did screenshots of all the games from this past weekend as far as, like, the money action and everything like that. And I'm going to put together a report, and we're going to maybe do a special show just to talk about that every week. Um, the public and sharp action, exactly what how it transpired. Um, those are just the dumbest comments. And there's no such thing as, you know, as dumb questions, except, yes, there is. There is some dumb comments and dumb questions. I think ones that talk about, like, public and whatever, based on what, you know? Based on what? Just like, oh, they're begging you to take the Titans last thing. Okay, well, thank you. You know, it's like they begged me. They begged me to take the Titans. It's like they gave you all those points. Yeah, the, the public's always all over a dog. Yeah, the house always ends up with Patrick Mahomes' position. The house, yeah. Sure. All right. Sick of people. Frickin' Mondays. <laughs> I was going to say, surely Monday. <laughs> I it, think I think that one. I, I was going to say, I think the loss of Mark Andrews hurts, though. Who asked you what you think? I, I'm just going to okay. contribute to the conversation. You don't think that, like, sometimes when you lose a guy like Mark Andrews, it kind of is that safety blanket or whatever, that kind of now it keeps the defense sort of guessing. They're not really sure what's gonna, what they're going to do. Yeah, no, that's that's a fair point. But at the same time, I, I don't know. I, I think it takes away from Baltimore too. You, know, you get to third and two, and now you got to try to figure out what you're going to do on the fly. And I don't know. Usually, your safety blanket for I six could tell you, they're going to give it to Kenyon Drake. Yeah, fair. Down okay. guy. Or they'll go fair to enough. Oliver. I mean, you're a stupid, stupid man. Wouldn't be the first time I've heard that. Won't be the last. <laughs> Other than that. <laughs> Other than that, great guy, good, good guy, stupid man, but good guy. And everybody was crying why Malik Willis wasn't picked in the first round. They look real stupid now, do they? I thought Malik looked pretty good for a rookie quarterback. I don't know. Maybe I know nothing. It's pretty possible. It's been a tough spot for him to kind of get thrown into. Well, he doesn't really have any wide receivers at all. I mean, they, if they yeah. give him with A.J. Brown and the guys that they had, but, I mean, they didn't – Julio Jones, Corey Davis. Look at all the receivers that have gone through the through the Titans in the last few years. They got nobody, man. You could even you know, name five Titans wide receivers. Name three. I mean, I do this for a living, you know. <laughs> I struggle with it. Um Yep, I will put my life savings on the under because it, you like the over. I think it's the opposite. I think the public favors the over, if yeah, anything. Yeah, always. <laughs> the favorite and the over. The public always loves. The favorite and the over is always the public side. Always. Except. Really? <laughs> hate people. 
Makes me sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you over right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go to uh, next segment. Got 15 NBA games today. I think this is one of the toughest NBA cards. It's like, I don't know if there's too much information for me to sort through or if I just can't get my arms around it. I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm really struggling with today's NBA card. I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm still going through it. Uh, what do you think about today's NBA card, Chris? I mean, did you see anything that's jumped out at you on this thing? I mean, maybe I, I mean, really. I mean, the Wizards are playing, so it's like I mean, normally that's a good indication to jump on the other side. But, uh, there, there, there were a couple things that right. kind of stood out, but right. it's just like let's it's just picking we, spots. Let's see if we can squeeze it from you. We've got the Hornets <laughs> against the Wizards. We've got the Magic against the Rockets. The Pistons versus the Thunder Buddies. And uh, the Pacers versus the Pelicans. Chris, any of these four tickle your fancy? I was leaning towards uh, the Magic laying the points. Uh, this is a Magic team that, you know, if, if, if there's anywhere that they perform well, it's been at home, you know, 4-0 against the spread this season. And you know, this is, if you go back to last year, 6-0 against the spread at home. Didn't see how many of those were as underdogs, but... Uh, Still, you know, performing well. They beat the tar off of uh, Charlotte, you know, when uh, when uh, they came to Orlando a couple, just over a week ago. Beat the Golden State Warriors, you know, took uh, Sacramento to overtime. So, it's a, a magic team that can that can you know hang at home. And I think the Rockets, they're a young team, they're going to get their value. But I just think the Magic probably win this one by five or six points. And uh, I like the over uh, two thirty five between the Pelicans and the Pacers absolutely no defense going to be played in that game. I think that's one of those games where both teams get into the 120s. Wouldn't surprise me if we actually saw overtime in that game too. So, yeah, give me the over uh, 235. Right. And then that, that group in there, I like the under uh, between the uh, Wizards and uh, Charlotte. Um, usually you figure uh, these teams, they're about the middle of the pack on D. And I bet it's the offenses, uh, scoring offenses. It would be straight to 100. It would be First 200 uh, type game wins that one. Wizards four and one to the under their last five as a team in a losing straight up record. Unders nine and three their last 12 after uh, allowing 100 plus points in the previous game. Hornets four and one the end of their last five at home versus a team with a losing road record. And the last like the under in that one. And uh, I like the Rockets uh, plus the points in that one. Um, just you said I think most of the time those uh, they horn or uh, Orlando Magic even getting points at home. That's why they're 4-0 ATS. I don't think they've ever uh, laid points at home this season. I think that's too many for them to lay. They're close to that game, I think. Uh, I think they were favored who's, against who's the, the ball Kings, last. weren't they? Weren't they favored against the Kings? Yeah, and they didn't cover that, no? Or did they cover that? Were they favored you by You said uh, they weren't favored against anybody. They were five, I believe. You know no, they were dogs. They were dogs. For that one? They're four and a half they point dogs. They got like one and a half point. I think it came down to like one and a half. It was yeah, fun. they haven't yeah. been favored all yeah. season. See, they've been dogs in all those ones at all. All so. in every game this season. <clears throat> every single game they've been. Dogs. Yeah, so that scares me there. So I think it comes down to the last one. I'll take the Rockets plus the points in that one. 
the Hornets and the Wizards are two sorry excuses for NBA teams. They should really take a long look in the mirror and just re-examine what direction they're headed as a franchise. The Wizards can't hit a shot to save their life. And the Hornets, well, they stink, and they can say, oh, ball's out or whatever. What, so nobody else gets paid to be on the team? Gosh, stink. I would not even pay five bucks to watch that game. As a matter of fact, it would take someone to pay me five bucks to watch it, and I still would just take the five bucks and not actually watch it. The Magic and the Rockets, I think at least the Rockets have some promise. I think the Magic are a little bit overrated um, this season. I like the direction of the team. It doesn't mean I like the team. I don't like much. Anyways, the Pistons against the Thunder. I like the Thunder Buddies a lot. Everybody knows that I've been on the Thunder Buddies for how long now. But the thing is, is that I like the Thunder Buddies when they're a dog. I don't like them in the favorite role. And the Pistons, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'd go put one dime of my hard-earned money anywhere near that team. That ain't going to happen. And the Pacers. The Pacers, I think, at least are headed in the right direction. The Pelicans are the better team here, though. But um, this is one that I could see anything happen. And we saw when the Pacers lit up the Wizards the other night. And then, um, you know, we've seen the Pelicans be up and down as well. I'm not really sure what about either of those things. So I hate all four of these games, but that's my take. Outside of that, looks like a great bunch of guys. We've got the Sixers against the Suns. We've got the Hawks against the Bucks. We've got the Heat against the Blazers. And the Bulls against the Raptors. Chris, which one of these mountains of disappointment could you even venture to put one nickel of your hard-earned money anywhere near? <laughs> Probably the Toronto Raptors if I had to. I mean, they've been looking really good so far. I know, but I cashed on them yesterday, so I, you know... You, can, you have a hard time cashing on them in back-to-back days. I, I guess. They don't. But, uh, this is. It's not a good spot for them. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's it's a back-to-back. You know, you, you got guys missing, and Chicago does get back home. But again, it's you're getting four points with what I feel is the better team. Um, even no, even with no Pascal Siakam or uh, potentially Fred Van Vliet. Doesn't I don't see Van Vliet, on, Van Vliet on the uh, on the injury report either. So I think he could end up going here, and. Like Played said, well I mean, yesterday. Yeah. So I, I, I like Toronto. He wanted plus the cover. He wanted that cover. <laughs> I had the Raptors yesterday, I can tell you. He wanted that cover. As we're sweating out pushes on on everything else in the NFL. And Bleed's like, I'm not pushing here. <laughs> He's like, I and got they, you. Said, they said, Fred, there's a half point under the half point on the line. We're not gonna push anyway. Like, I'm like, I'm not pushing. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say something. I started choking. We could dropped another one on me. Um, I'm gonna, I, but I also like the under in this game. The thing, look at look at the history between these two teams going back before yesterday. The previous uh, six meetings between these two in Chicago have all gone under. The other four in Toronto had gone over, and we had an under yesterday. So I still like the under here. I think uh, on the back to back, and. Um, I also like Portland plus the points. I just I like this Portland team in the underdog role. I think Miami wins, but I think Portland covers. Those of you joining us late, it is certainly Monday here at Pick Dogs. Bring a slew of games and our bad attitudes here to the Monday show as usual. Rod, what do you think of these four? Of these four, I, I agree. I like how Portland plus many. He aren't covering anything. One and five ATS at home. Two and eight on the year at covering. They might win that game, but uh, not by eight. So I think Portland plus the eight in that one. I like the under uh, in the Suns in the 76ers. That's definitely a first to 100 type game if they even get to 100. 
Um, more defense played than offense in that one. Definitely like the under there. And um, you look at the box, box uh, best defense in the NBA, 226. Uh, I like the under in that one uh, there. I know the Hawks don't play a whole lot of defense, but uh, uh, 226 is a lot of points to be getting in this one. I, I like the under 226 in that one. Yeah, I, li- I actually like the heat in that game against the Blazers, but then I got some inside information, which kind of took me right off the game. It was either the Blazers or nothing, and, and uh, I had to go with, I'll go with nothing. Um, in that one, as far as uh, the Bulls and, and the Raptors, these home and this is a true home and home. They don't see, we haven't seen a ton of these um, in the NBA this season. The Raptors really played well. The Bulls led early in that game. The Raptors kind of battled back in that one. They were the better team. Scotty Barnes um, did some nice things um, in that game too. I meant, you know, in, in as far as you know, basketball goes. And then, um, so I think the Bulls. You know, it wasn't like there was a huge separation between the two. I could see the Bulls turning the table there on them. Then we got the Bucks and the Hawks, and I think the Hawks are a little, even though the line's moving higher, I hear some things on social media, some murmurs, that the Hawks looking a little public doggy to me here. I normally would go for the Bucks in this spot because I've been on them a lot this season. And when I initially saw this one, I thought maybe this was the spot where they lose. It almost kind of makes sense because, like, we saw the Hawks, beat the Knicks where they kind of always beat the Knicks. And then it's like they played the Bucks, you know, in the playoffs a couple of years ago. It's kind of like this would be one where the Hawks might might win it. And then the 76ers, I'm not really sure what they're doing. You know, maybe they're trying to get Ben Simmons back. I, I don't know, man. Just tell me, how are you, how are you won in four at home? You're like you're one of the best home teams over the last 10 years. You know, and now it's like you can't even win a home game. And you got the Phoenix Suns with that defense coming in. I like the under in that one, but I wouldn't rush to the window to bet it because it just seems almost too obvious here at 215. Um, down two points from the 217. This is one that could land right on 216 and just bury you because if someone's going to take a stupid foul to kill an under, it's the Philadelphia 76ers. Rod, you know that too. Don't even pretend you don't. We know. Yeah, yeah I agree. <laughs> like, like the Sixers have never busted the Sixers oh, unders never busted up your parlay before. Who the hell do you think you're talking to? <laughs> if you haven't had your parlay busted up by the 76ers, sure and <laughs> an under man, you haven't lived. It's like the meaningless, a meaningless garbage fouls with like under two seconds left. <laughs> it's like, I mean, they could be up by ten, down You're by ten, down by ten, or up by ten, or up by ten. It doesn't matter. They're not immune to the up by ten garbage foul. <laughs> talking to Philadelphia Seventy Sixers here in an under. Yeah. Well, the Grizzlies are playing the Celtics. The world is on the Celtics in this one. Grizz seven and three coming into this thing. Three and seven against the number. <laughs> the Grizz turned it around last year. You know, this was a team. Remember, they hovered around five hundred like forever. You know, for years they would the, one game over five hundred. You bet the other team under five hundred. You take the Grizz. But last year they kind of broke through that. They did it by playing defense. So this year they decided, kind of like the Knicks did last year, decided to stop playing defense. Which is Got them there. Jason Tatum, I'm sick of them already for the Celtics, so I don't know. Celtics have owned the Grizz in uh, in Memphis. You got the Timberwolves and the Knickerbockers. Yeah, right. Like, I trust either of these freaking teams as far as I could throw them. 
Um, Carl Anthony Towns' production is kind of way down with Gobert there in the front. He's not grabbing the boards like he was. He's kind of a little less involved, and I don't think it's good for his game. Chicken Nuggets against the Spurs just seems almost too obvious the way the Nuggets have been rolling and the wheels are kind of off on the Spurs. Probably a good time to get back on the Spurs. That's what I'm thinking. Um, and then we've got the Dallas Mavericks against the Brooklyn Nets. Almost seems too obvious here for the Mavericks, right? Because the Nets are the Nets. Um, I don't know. Chris, what do you think of this hunk of garbage? <laughs> hunk of garbage. I, I don't mind uh, this hunk of garbage, but uh, there's there's only a couple plays I like here. I, I do like the uh, the under 234 between the Knicks and the Timberwolves. I think this line's just gone too far. I, I, I could have made the case maybe a little bit for the over at 229 where it opened. But 234 just seems too far gone. I could easily see this being a, you know, a, a 116, 113 kind of game. I was liking the Knicks and the points when it was at 5.5 as well. But again, the line move, I think, just took me off of it. Uh, I'm just not buying into the Timberwolves. They still have chemistry issues. Who do the Sixers foul with two seconds left? Is it going to be CP3 or is it going to be uh, Booker? Probably CP3. Booker. Not Cameron Johnson. Cameron Johnson. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, too, it's too obvious. <laughs> the books are begging me. <laughs> we've, seen, we've seen people betting on the first basket. How about betting on the last basket? <laughs> they have it. <laughs> not for me. Uh, not for my preference, I don't. But uh, I, the other one I like, I like the, uh, I like the over 217 between the Nets and the Mavericks. I just... I don't trust this Nets defense on the road. Yeah, they put up a couple solid defensive performances in the last couple games, but the Mavericks are going to be the best team that they faced in, in, in any of those games. And I think uh, I think we've got a bit of a higher scoring game here. But I think we get closer to 220 to 225. So give me the over 217 Nets and Mavericks. Right. I like the Timberwolves, but I can't bet it. It's just I just have no faith in them. <laughs> what, do you right. think of these, what do you think of these four games? I mean, I like this Edwards. I mean, Timberwolves, I think he's, you know really really good but i could see him you know i could see him as the type of guy that steps on the line hitting my three for the cover you know right he he seems to be that kind of guy you know where it's like he's shooting the three but he stepped on the line it only counts as two and i I end up not covering Uh, you look you look at that one and uh i I think i think you got to go with the the timberwolves in that one Uh, you look the, the Knicks on the road, I don't want to lay money with. I don't even want to take it on the Knicks on the road. No, I'm, I'm good with that one. I, I do. I, I I think all the Sharps are on the Knicks. I think they get burnt. I think the uh, Minnesota in that one play the three. Um, that moved what point and a half? Two points. Two and a half points um, from the opening uh, five and a half. Uh, I, I like the Timberwolves in that one. And the other one, uh, I, I know the Nets. Uh, they play better without uh, Kyrie. I think they keep this close with Dallas. I'll, I'll take the Nets plus the uh, six and a half. I know they haven't been great, um, but without him, actually stepped up and played some defense and playing better. Oh, when he's that's what I remember on my little notes. When Kyrie's not in, perfect. Bet the Nets, <laughs> which I will. I'll take them plus the points in that one. And the other one, I like the over uh, in Boston and Memphis. Those two teams don't play defense. No defense in that one. Defense optional. That would be under for assists on Jason Tatum. Definitely, Paul Hogg. You don't have to try to score 40 points. For sure. sure, so. So done that with one. that guy. <laughs> so it's like a, he didn't even make it, you know, seven games. I was already sick of him. 
nine in. I like the Spurs against the Chicken Nuggets. Everyone knows it's Monday, so we usually eat tenders on Monday, not Nuggets. And uh, I just think the way the Spurs have been playing, I read some really nasty comments in Jay Briggs' direction coming from YouTube about his Spurs picks that he had been making. And usually that's a great time to jump on a team when you see people have that much hatred towards Jay's Spurs picks. Um, you know, I mean, they really, really hated it. I think that, I think they used TBH um, in that comment. And that usually is a pretty good sign that that's someone that is an idiot. TBH. So the rest of your comments are NBH. I, I'm not really sure what that means. <laughs> or it's just all BS. Not being honest, <laughs> as opposed to to be honest. It's like, so why, why do you need to state that? It's like, because normally I'm dishonest when I. Like, it's, it's, like, it's like the person's like, I, I don't mean to be rude. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't mean to be a jerk. Totally. Yeah, I'm going Spurs. What the hell? I'm going to parlay him up with something else. Warriors versus the Kings. Jazz versus Lakers. Lakers really stink. And the Clippers versus the Cavs. So what if the Lakers and the Warriors are both in the lottery? That'd be cool. Imagine Lakers, Clippers, and Warriors. I like if the, the Clippers fell out. I think the Kings cover. I was I originally I think like the Warriors, but I think I'll take the Kings. And I also like uh, Cavs against the Clips. I've been betting on the Cavs every single day. Them in the Bucks, they've been really, really winning for me. But it just seems like I think people are starting to catch on. You know, normally like when everyone starts to catch on and like not like. The Cavs always have had a nice stigma, right? Because they're the Cavs. But it's like yeah. now that people are kind of like, kind of like the Thunder. People are like, kind of they jumped on board because they saw the covers and they didn't stop covering. Same thing with the Spurs, right? People are jumping on board. Usually when people start jumping on board, it's time to jump off. And then when they, those people that are jumpers like that, they normally have very thin skin or tolerance, you know, to stay on board or, or to be the leader to that position where you have to be, you know, if you want to make money. And I think that's why I think maybe maybe today's the day we get off the Cavaliers on the back-to-back. The Clips are on the back-to-back, too. I really hate both. I, re- I think this game at 213, I think this game, you can go under 200, you know? This has like a 95-94 type feel to it because both these teams are just sick on defense. The Clippers are sick on defense. They're really good. I mean, we, there's, there's still the Clippers. Don't get me wrong. Chris, send us to a better world, a world with no Clippers. <laughs> That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll help you eradicate the Clippers because I like the Cavs here because this is a Cavaliers team. Yeah, the shoe is going to... Have you been on the Cavs all season or are you just getting on them now? No, no, I've been on them for much of the season. All right. Um, the other shoe will drop for the Cavs at some point. It's probably going to be sometime soon. But I'm not passing up, you know, even, a, you know, a, it was a one possession. Now it's a two possession line. With the Cavs team second in the NBA in road offensive efficiency, they have a plus 15.1 net rating on the road. They're almost double the team in second place. They're putting up 15 points more per 100 possessions on the road. And the Clippers, one of the worst, if not the worst, offensive team in the NBA this season. 
uh, I gotta go with I gotta go with the Cavs there, and I'm gonna do the same thing with the Jazz. I think the Jazz they can't tank properly, but I tell you the Jazz team's playing really well right now. I want no part of the Lakers. This this Lakers team is is a disaster, and uh, I think that the Jazz win this one by eight to ten points. So I'm gonna take the Jazz in this one. I really did not like the way that Garland was shooting the threes yesterday in that game. I really didn't, and I thought that it kind of set the tone for the Cavs in general. And maybe you know. Yeah. I don't know. I think it gets a Clippers team that defends the perimeter well. If he decides that he's going to do the same garbage again, come with an inch of trying to threaten my cover. It's like I, you know, that's why I can't. I can't go there. I can't go there, man. It's like, what was he from the three point line? Three of nine from beyond the arc, and Donovan Mitchell was one of seven. It was Brick City, man, from from deep yesterday. They're playing in the same building, same place they bricked all those threes. It's like closing buzzer, you know. It's like Donovan Mitchell still had time to brick another three. <laughs> so, I don't know. You tell me, man. Kevin Love two of eight from three. So Garland was three of nine. Mitchell was one of seven, and Love was two of eight. So that's five of seventeen, six of twenty-four between those three guys. Twenty-five percent from beyond the arc. Of course, Mitchell was one of seven, so he's worse than that. Garland is 33%. Kevin Love, two of eight, straight 25%. I don't know. Not, I just can't get there. Rod, what do you think? I like the under in, the, in that one. Um, Cavs and the, and the Clippers. Uh, definitely first to 100 if they even get to 100. So I uh, like the under in that one. Um, both teams can play D. So take the under in that one. And um, the other one I like, I like the under in uh, the Sacramento Kings and uh, Warriors. You look at their defense and uh, you figure the first thing you're going to jump, jump to that over. Well, it's moved way up there now. So I'm going to take the under. You look, came 7-3 and three to the end of their last 10 games. And the Warriors 4-0 uh, to the end of their last uh, four home games following uh, a long road trip. Also, uh, off of two days rest, 19 and 9 to that under. So, I like the under uh, Kings Warriors. I'm not touching that Lakers game. That what looks like. What do you like about it? I, I think you get less scoring. I think uh, defense is, uh, those defense numbers are a little bit overblown, and I think uh, you get a little more defense than we just sneak out of the total. That number moved. Like, how many points has it moved up? I don't know. Meaning somebody put a whole lot of money uh, on uh, the over. You. So that's what I'm not. A whole lot of money got put on the uh, the over in this one, and uh, I'm going to take the under. I'm taking the Clippers. I've been on the Cavs all season. It's my first time going the other way on them. Taking the Kings against the Warriors. I'm not touching the Lakers. I would go Jazz in that one. The altitude. All right. What do you guys want to talk about next? Chris? Do we get the college hoops out of the way or do we go to NHL? Why don't we do NHL? It should be quicker, right? How many games are there? Yeah. Three. Only three. All right. We go to the NHL. That's the National Hockey League. Follow like me. What do we got? 
I don't. I got to even look at what happened yesterday. I don't really follow it close enough to even look at it. But NHL, Islanders against the Flames. The Bruins riding that 100-game home winning streak against the Blues. And the Capitals against us. <clears throat> my guess, Rod, is a lot of people going to be join, jumping on my bandwagon here. Yes, lots. Very, very lots. And uh, because they, that bandwagon, they think they're the because they've zigzagged with goalies. Uh, it's not confirmed yet, but I think Campbell gets uh, his start again here in this one, and they save uh, Skinner for the uh, back-to-back spot in this one. So uh, I know in the video, I think they called me a homer and said uh, the Oilers need a little little juice in the road. Well, uh, since I'm off the bandwagon, anyways, I'm a bet against the Oilers. I'll, I'll take Washington in this one as uh, the first one on the road is uh, continue the Oilers' losing streak. As, uh, yeah, it looks so good. They love giving up the puck. They look pretty sloppy. And uh, if Campbell's in that, yuck. <laughs> He's good for giving up four. I'll take Washington in that one. And the other one, uh, the Blues. Yeah, they are singing the Blues. Yikes. And that doesn't even matter who's in that. Uh, they're giving up goals oh plenty. So uh, I like the over in uh, Boston and uh, St. Louis. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> That's why they're called the Blues. Guess that's why they call it the blues. Chris. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over in that blues game as well. I just aren't you guys like yeah, at the blues. top of um of the um, yeah. leaderboards? Yeah, one or two. Yeah. Yep. Nice. But the puck dog's uh, not, right? Aren't three? Doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Sometimes we have individual picks that we uh we like that are on the other side of the other other person so uh but i do like the uh the over six here um between the blues and bruins like rod said it's just a disaster for the blues right now in goal i expect boston to get their fair share of goals in this one but you know the bruins capable of giving up two maybe even three goals themselves so i like the over six in that one i think at the absolute worst you get a push and uh i like the over six and a half capitals and uh and oilers I think that's a 5-4 game, whichever way you have it going. So I'll take the over 6.5 in that one. I like us on the puck line. I'm going to lay the goal and a half there. I don't care who's playing goalie. I'm immune to goalie. Taking the Islanders against Calgary. Everyone knows they just fade Calgary every single game. It's done really well for me. What's the uh, plus-minus cash? We should look at this. Important statistic. Go to the betting tools profitable teams and uh, let's just see you know how much money we make here betting against Calgary every single game because I really enjoy it six cents of satisfaction <laughs> Calgary Flames betting against them every single game up 62.3 units on the puck line yeah and then on the regular money line up forty six seventy, um, betting against them. Yeah, one of the worst teams in the NHL. Twenty sixth in profitability, straight up, and uh, they are they're twenty eighth um, in profitability on the puck line. So Rod's Flames just not getting it done for him this season. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're second best um, on the puck line, eighty dollars and thirty cents, and that's why I'm going with us today on the puck line once again. And we also are, let's see where we are straight up. Not quite as good straight up. 
We're 14th, but we're still up 13 bucks in straight up bets. So you're better off betting us on the puck line. You know, if you're going to bet on us. Just because you're not with one of us, Rod, doesn't mean you can't bet on us. I don't know why you would take the other team. The Capitals, on the other hand, when we look at Because I think Supan, I, I think Campbell uh, is, is, is uh, going to get the start in that one. And, uh, well, let, me explain to you, let me explain to you what betting on the Capitals has got you this season. Minus 58 units, okay? They're the second worst betting team in all of the NHL next to the Penguins. That's how bad they are. And I'd say if you're 31st out of 32 teams when it comes to profitability, I'd call that a bad bet and straight ass because it's early Mondays. I can throw in that clarifier. You stink! (laughs) (laughs) If you bet them straight up, you're only uh, down $8.20 if you're betting $10 a game. It's a profit deal. I've only lost eight dollars and twenty cents betting on that. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> really? <laughs> Did you say sixteen parlay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's that time, Chris. We got a massive schedule. Chris and I fought the good fight doing those college basketball videos so hard. Um, I gotta tell you, even the ones for tomorrow that I am working on. So hard when you have no games underneath your belt. It takes a few <laughs> games. It's really, it takes about three games for college basketball yeah. to, to really have something to even work with. But I did the best that I could with what I had to work with. Um, and it is what it is. You know, it's like, <laughs> it is what it is. And um, the, I think the most important part of the college basketball is who has who. You know, who left, who transferred where, and, and all that kind of good stuff. Anyways, we'll go through We'll break it down um, by – we'll try and do it. Well, if, even if we go by time like, slot. No, 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 like notable games, and if we see something extra, throw it in. I don't know. Baylor, Mississippi Valley State. We've got Stanford against Pacific. We've got – um, Coppin State against Charlotte. Coppin State on the front end of a back-to-back. They've got Georgetown um, tomorrow. Got uh, Villanova against LaSalle. Butler against the Privateers of New Orleans, Rod. <laughs> Michigan right? Michigan versus Purdue-Fort Wayne. Kentucky against Howard. St. John's against Merrimack. St. Bonnie's against St. Francis. Marshall versus Queens University of Charlotte. It's a new one for me. Rhode Island against Quinnipiac. Dayton against Lindenwood. Small uh, rotation numbers, as Chris tells me. What, where's Lindenwood now? What conference are they uh, The OVC. The OVC. Nice. Richmond versus VMI. Iona versus Penn. Let's just do that grouping. Any of those games that I just mentioned, do it for you. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take LaSalle plus the points against uh against Villanova. I know this is still really good Villanova team, but they did lose, you know, a couple of key guys from last year. I believe it's Dixon and Gillespie that they lost. And Jay Wright. Uh, I got, right? I, yeah, and Jay well, yeah, I'm, well of course I was gonna get to that. Yeah, Jay Wright, you bring in Kyle Neptune from uh from Fordham. And I think Villanova will be fine down the road, but it's still gonna be that transition period. It's gonna take a little while to get, you know, Villanova used to his uh you know, him being the guy calling the shots. 
LaSalle usually gets up for these uh, bigger uh, in-state rivalry games like against Temple and, and Villanova. And I think LaSalle, you know, they could keep this one you know, within 12, 13 points, maybe a 71 to 58 kind of game. So I, I'll go with LaSalle plus the points in that one. And I also uh, I lean towards uh, towards the under in New Orleans Butler. There's just a lot of talent lost on both sides. And I think it's going to be sort of an adjustment period. I, I'm going to be using this word a lot, or these words a lot for next, the first couple of days of college basketball adjustment period, because there's just so many pieces that are gone from both these teams, especially. And I think it's going to be a bit of a lower scoring slop fest. So I like the under between New Orleans and Butler. Uh, and you know, I mean, I'll, I'll take uh, New Orleans plus the points on that one. Um, I agree of the under both teams have uh, lost a lot of guys in that one. Uh, so fresh start for both. And uh, I like New Orleans. I think, think uh, they keep it closer than the 18 and a half in that one. So uh, I'll take New Orleans plus the 18 and a half in that one. And the other one I like in this time spot, I like uh, Kentucky. I think Kentucky's uh, made some moves. They brought in some guys that uh, 26 and a half. I think they win by 30 plus over uh Howard and the Bisons and that one. Uh, I like Kentucky. I think we see big things from uh, the Wildcats this year. And uh, we say the names often. I like him. They brought some guys back and they added some guys in. Uh, I like Kentucky in that one. I think that um, I think in the early game, you know, Baylor it's up to 43 and a half or whatever right now. I think that, you know, if you haven't followed Baylor as closely as we have. The year that they canceled the tournament, Baylor would have won. Okay, they were stacked. Yeah, yeah, they won the next year. Last year they were good enough to win again, and this year they're probably good enough to win again too. So Mississippi Valley State is terrible, terrible, terrible. So you have to figure even when Baylor empties their bench, which they will in this game, they're still gonna be freaking loaded talent. I mean I don't know if they'll play at a slower pace, and that might hurt it. I mean, we are talking a big number. Flo Thamba is is good. Of course, you know, we saw Flagler last season and Cryer, right? I mean, we know these guys. And then this Keontae George is supposedly the best player on the team. He's a freshman. Um, this guy's lottery pick, NBA. You know, he's one-and-done lottery pick, IMG Academy, the, you know, one of those guys. Um, yep. so Baylor's just stack stacked. And so it's, I think that's what you always have to worry about in these big games. If you're will, if you're thinking, oh man, that's a ton of points. They probably don't get it done because it's like they're stack stacked. And a lot of these guys that are on the bench, they know they're not going to get a lot of chances to really play much this season. And those guys are all good. You know, there's no scrubs on Baylor. They have an embarrassment of riches. I think Coppin right. State is not that bad of a team this year either. I think this is an interesting story at Coppin State. So you got the guy from, um, you know, they weren't bad last year. I mean, they were kind of good at the end of the year. Kind of like them here against Charlotte. I think they got a shot at the outright. Miak. I also think in, um, in Michigan, Purdue, Fort Wayne, if Purdue-Fort Wayne had a big guy to go with Dickinson, I think they'd have a chance here, too, to win it. I'm just not sure if they're able to hold up at that 15-and-a-half. Man, if it was 20-and-a-half like some of these other lines, I would take them in a 
heartbeat, you know? But 15 and a half, it's kind of like, eh, can't take Michigan, you know? But the Mastodons should be, they should be in good shape in this game. But Michigan, you know, they lost some key guys, you know, on this team too. Um, Kentucky stack, you, Kentucky has like more seniors than I think I've seen for a Calipari team. Um, they have more upper yeah. upperclassmen, but this Howard team actually is pretty good too. They have a lot of good guys on this team. I think they keep it respectively close. I think that, you know, I think that Calipari is less likely to put the blowout card um, against a team like Howard at home than he would be against some of the other teams out there. Um, I'm going to lean to Howard in that one. I also like Penn against Iona. Silky smooth. Penn has added some, some new guys. They've got some really good transfers in. When you have one of those academic teams like Penn, like a really good academic, like you know, one of the right, Ivy League, right? One of the best of the best. You offer that to some players that are actually have a good head on their shoulders. And they will come in and play, and they have a few. They did get a bunch of guys that can really play there. I, I love Iona, right? I mean, hookers and blow, it's Rick Pitino. He's our guy, right? I, mean, I have my Rick Pitino bobblehead right here, you know? He's the only uh, coach representative. But um, I think this one's probably closer than the seven and a half. I think Iona might win. But I think it's going to be one of those nail biters. It just seems too easy for Iona. I do like hookers and blow, though, a lot. I'm not going to lie, even on certain even on Surly Monday, definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's what we are. We're not. I'm not you know, we'll we'll keep those serious you know, two percenters over at the other sites. You know, what those guys talk about. We'll, we'll we'll continue to talk about hookers and blow over here. Shameless. Michigan State against Northern Arizona. Clemson against the Citadel. Florida State against Stetson. That's the Hatters to you and me. Duke against Jacksonville. John Shire. Duke University. VCU against Manhattan. Jaspers, one of the bigger line movers on the board. Maryland against Niagara. Maryland was really disappointing last year. They fired their coach. Iowa against Bethune-Cookman. It was a big-ass number in that one. The best Indiana team they've had since Bob Knight um, is this Indiana team. I would say... I, Indiana fans and I have been at each other's throats for a very long time. I even took Indiana in this game in my video. But the line is really moving up sharply, sharply on the news that Mitch even took them. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, against Moorhead. You got Rutgers against Columbia. Penn State against Winthrop. Penn State had some transfers out. Like sessions, right? Transferred out. So I don't really know about that. Ohio State against Robert Morris. They love to beat up on the bad team. I love it. I love ass slapping in Columbus. Arizona State against Tarleton State, a team that's been really good to us over the years. Chris, any of this bunch do anything for you? Yeah, there's a couple that do it for me here. I'm going to go with uh, with Iowa laying the big number against Bethune-Cookman. It is a bit of a transitional period for Iowa. You know, they lost a couple guys last year. But I still think they're just a far better team. Bethune-Cookman does bring back a couple of double-digit scorers. Problem is, double-digit scores from a team that was absolutely blown out left and right against the bigger teams last year. I think they were blown out by 30 against UCF. Uh, they were held to 50 points or sorry, 55 points or less multiple times last year. 
So I think Iowa, you know, brings that traditional Iowa defense to the table. I wouldn't be surprised they win this game by 40, to be honest. So I'll go with Iowa there. But the one I actually like the, the uh, more of the two, I like Jacksonville, plus the points against Duke. Uh, you know, Derek, Der, I think it's Derek or Derek Whitehead, Derek Lively, two of the highest recruits in uh, in Duke class this season, both could potentially miss this game. And even if Lively plays, I think he's the more likely of the two to play as Whitehead had a foot fracture. He's 7-1. 225 so he's he's lean and these are you know jacksonville guys inside they got omar Payne from illinois that like to bang inside they like to play physical and jordan mincy's done a good job with this jacksonville team they play solid defense i think again the transitional period this is a you know it's going to take some getting used to seeing john shire on the bench it's going to take a while to uh to implement his style and i think uh I think Jacksonville could cover here. I think Duke, you know, you got a lot of young guys seeing their first action. So give me Jacksonville plus the points, the more experienced team in this one. I agree. I like that one as well. That's uh, Cameron Indoor has not been a comfy home for Duke in their last uh, few home games, uh, four and nine in the last uh, 13 at home. And uh, Jacksonville is a better team. I think Whitehead does miss this game um, with the fracture foot. I think he's out in, in this one. So I, I'm with you. I like Jacksonville to keep this closer. And uh, I, I like Indiana. Um, they are stacked, and uh, I think they run and gun and win by 30-plus in that one. They've got to go with Indiana. They're definitely uh, up there. I think Illinois better wins that division. No. India's going to give them a run for their money. But uh, I like Illinois. You know me. I'm always, I, I like Illinois. We know you. You like whoever's in first place in the division around February 26th. <laughs> so that'll be the Zags, because they always have the easy schedule to get there. <laughs> whoever's ranked in the top two around February 26th, that's who Rod's on. Um... <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Trace Jackson, bonus pick, Trace Jackson Davis to win the Wooden Award at plus 2,000. Really? Yeah, great value there. I think so. If he stays healthy. Because he's at Indiana, yeah. so he's gonna get uh, you know. He's probably gonna notes. be a twenty he's probably gonna be a twenty five point per game guy this season. Yeah. They have a good team beside from him. Yeah. They're talking sweet sixteen final four. Indiana. Indiana I, don't, yeah. I don't think so. Really? I didn't I didn't hear I didn't hear Final Four. I heard Sweet Sixteen, but Yeah, they're talking Final Four already. It, it is November. <laughs> this is true. Everybody's, everybody's got a shot to make the final four. How about November. Manhattan against VCU? We saw VCU make a lot of games closer than they need to be in recent years, man. <laughs> like 22 and a half with VCU. I mean, this is the type of game where they probably come back at the end and score the last 10 points to win. You know? It's like, I trust them zero. Ohio State, they love to whoop it up. All right. West Virginia against Mount St. Mary's. Tennessee versus Tennessee Tech. Now that line's moved up to 35 and a half. Now I really like Tennessee Tech. <laughs> Pitt against Tennessee Martin. Those are, Tennessee Tech is terrible. They're terrible. Towson against Albany. Buffalo against Colgate. Holy Cross against Siena. Siena only starts playing in January. 
Denver versus Idaho. Temple versus Wagner, except if you're Wagner on the Magic, then you're Wagner. Wagner. Then you've got Northern Kentucky against Kent State. Northern Kentucky's been real good to us in recent years, too. Real good. Old Dominion versus Maryland East Shore. Always been a pretty good cover team right now. East Shore for us. Got uh, Vermont versus Brown. <laughs> Tell me this is so. I didn't think there was. I didn't even see a line on that one last night. I would have done the video. I would have worn my Vermont shirt. Bowling Green versus Air Force. My wife just yelled Bowling Green. She went to Bowling Green. <laughs> Toledo versus Valpo. Indiana State versus Wisconsin Green Bay. Wisconsin Green Bay was hideous last season. We got uh, Akron versus South Dakota State Jack. practicing in a while. Canisius versus Youngstown <laughs> State. Washington State versus Texas State. Belmont versus Ohio. We'll leave it there. That's a, That looks like to be, could be the, the cream of the cropper. <laughs> I'll keep it quick because I just saw how many games are still left on the board. But uh, I like Wagner plus the points. I, I think this is a, a solid Wagner. Would you team. dare to call them Wagner? Wagner, 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 whatever you want to call them. I like the Seahawks against the Owls. I think it's just too many points to lay with the Owls. I think uh, Wagner can keep that game fairly close. And uh, the other one I like, I had it here. I like NJIT against St. Peter's. St. Peter's lost a ton of guys after that Elite Eight run last year. Shaheen Holloway cut to Seton Hall, and every and a lot of the players went either with him or just went out of the program in general. NJIT, not a great basketball team here, but I think everybody's going to still see St. Peter's and still see that run that was made last year. And uh, I, I got to think NJIT could keep this one a five, six-point game at the very least. So, Any chance Tennessee Martin beats Pitt outright? <laughs> it's opening night. Anything can happen. Yeah, but it's Pitt. <laughs> I mean, they're normally hideous. I mean, they've been too bad for a long time. Wouldn't put it past them. To me, that's the that's the biggest chance of an upset. Yeah. Rod, what do you think of this slot? Uh, I'm gonna go with Akron. I I, I think it's a phage of the Jackrabbits this season. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think you want to be betting on them too much this season. Why? <laughs> well, you could, but uh, I think they lose this one. I think uh, Akron's a better team and come in and uh, beat your Jackrabbits. Banished from Big Sky competition. <laughs> There'll be no more room on our Big Sky bandwagon. And then uh, the other one I like here is, uh, I, I know Wisconsin Green Bay was awful last year, but uh, I think that's too many points for uh, Indiana State there. Uh, the Sycamores to be uh, covering, they're not a huge cover team. That's too many points. Uh, I think uh, everybody's seen what Green Bay did last year, and I, I, you know, only one place to go is up and not down. You don't think so. the books are the books are begging you to take Green Bay there? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't have to beg me that hard. They twisted my arm a little. I think uh, I'll take a shot there with uh, Green Bay plus the points in that one to keep it close. Sycamores aren't good at covering covering giant spreads like that. That's too many points. They were when Larry Bird went one. there. Uh, I don't see any Larry Bird type players there this year. I don't think Green Bay plus the points of that one. All right. Be that way. 
I like South Dakota State because they can. I'll take um, Vermont because they're another team that I take all the time. Never gets old. I like Northern <laughs> Kentucky against Kent State because they've been good to me. UAB against Alabama State. Oh, man, I didn't even see that one when I was doing my picks. That line must have come out late. 25 and a half. Mississippi State against Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, another one. I didn't see the line. Man, I, must, I missed a bunch of these. Like Chris said, you could easily do 10 games tonight. Some of them didn't have lines yet, right? You know? Yeah, you could easily – I could easily have done 10 games here, but it's like there's usually way better off – it's a long season with a lot of games. Way better off using those picks when uh, you've got information, even if you leave some winners on the table. BU versus Northeastern. Princeton versus Hofstra, the pride. Getting points, Rod. College of Charleston against Chattanooga. Charleston, you know, it's the second year with the head coach that came over from Winthrop. And then uh, Chattanooga lost their head coach. He went to South Carolina. Box. Miami versus Lafayette. Miami never wins by 26 and a half points. Xavier versus Morgan State. Not even really a state. Fordham versus Dartmouth. Mean Green. UConn versus Stone Hill. Sounds like a Chardonnay. <laughs> Sounds like a Chardonnay, man. <laughs> yeah, UMass, UNEC team. UMass versus Central Connecticut. William and Mary versus Navy. DePaul against Loyola Marymount. Maryland. The Greyhounds are in action. UCF versus Cashville. South Florida versus Southeast Missouri State. Can we say South Florida already? Are they playing two different games in the same <laughs> night? <laughs> we'll be playing North Carolina Central. Then we're playing Southeast Missouri State. Back to back, whole different back to back. Oh, Wichita State against Central Arkansas. Last I remember, Central Arkansas was really bad. Um, Houston against Northern Colorado. All Kelvin Sampson does is continue to win there. Arkansas versus North Dakota State. Arkansas, my pick to win the national championship this year. One of my picks. Rod, any of those games get you? Get you going? Yeah. No? Not really? I, I, not really. I like I like the under in uh, Northeastern and Boston U. I think uh, that's too many points. I think that's uh, those teams too battle each other, and uh, we sneak under the total in that one. And, of course, and I like the Hofstra here. Uh, I'm going to take the Hofstra on the money line over Princeton. Uh, scrappy bunch, and uh, always keep it close. I know Princeton's always always tough. They're always top there in the in the Ivy League, but uh, I think Austria keeps keeps it close in, in that one. And they outright them, getting those points. Sure, take a shot with the Austria and the Pride in that one. Pride. Yeah, the couple I like here. I like the under in uh, Navy William and Mary. I think that that just feels like a first to sixty-five wins kind of game. One thirty-four and a half. I think just too high in that one. And uh, the other one I like here, or the other cut two I like here, I like uh, the over between Houston and Northern Colorado. I know Houston normally known for their defense, but they can score points in bunches as well. And it's the Northern Colorado team, you know, brings back a couple, you know, solid shooters. 
And I think just to get us over uh, 140 and a half, they only got to get about 55, maybe 60 points here, which is fully capable, you know, Northern Colorado, fully capable of doing that. So I like the over in that one. And uh, I like Arkansas. I'm with Mitch. This is going to be a very, very good Arkansas team under Eric Musselman. This team, I think, at the very least, makes the Final Four. So I think uh, North Dakota State, they lost two of their best players from last year. I think Arkansas steamrolls them here to start the year, wins by 30. So give me Arkansas. So, um, you know, Houston had a bunch of injured players last year, and they still continue to win. But Sasser, I believe, was one of their guys that was injured, and he's back. And, um, you know, I was just checking the, to the Houston roster here, and I found out that they do have a few new concessions here at the Fertitta Center as well, including Howdy Homemade Ice Cream and Shipley Donuts Coffee will, are, will be available in uh, Section 118 um, at the Fertitta center so be there be square <laughs> chris is circling it on his paper yeah i think houston just clobbers colorado here they're so good man i don't think colorado's gonna score a point in that game chris likes the over I like I like Houston 141, Colorado zero. <laughs> <laughs> Kelvin Sampson is probably the best coach that no one ever talks about. They always talk about him in March, right? <laughs> it's like it's too late. Um, I think Houston's Houston's uh, Houston's probably one of my final four teams this season as well with Arkansas. Houston, Arkansas, Dayton, and then I have an at-large. Love Dayton this year. Loyola, uh, Illinois against Fairly Disinterested. St. Louis against Murray State. St. Louis, 13 and a half points over Murray State here on opening night. That seems like a lot of points. I didn't do that video. Chris did, so we'll have to hear his opinion on this one. Vandy versus Memphis. Um, interesting one. Penny always freaking loaded for Memphis, right? Auburn against George Mason. So, um, boy, what team was I doing their video and they said this guy transferred to Auburn. So they Auburn has like some serious. Uh, Moorhead State? Yeah, Moorhead State, the center. Johnny Broom. Yeah, the center went to Auburn. Um, I like uh, Auburn again. Bruce Pearl works the living room like no one's business. Syracuse against Lehigh. It's been a weird run for Syracuse recently. Like, the regular season is just terrible, right? Every single year. Boston College against Cornell. NC, what's the get-in price for that one? <laughs> NC State against Austin P. Georgia versus Western Carolina. Florida versus Stony Brook. Gators, once again, really going out on a limb there with their opening opponent. Wake Forest against Fairfield. The Stags. Stags have always been good to us. They're always been a good cover team. Kansas against Nebraska Omaha. Of course, Kansas. It looks like they're not going to get a postseason ban um, when all when the dust settles. Louisville didn't get one, so it's unlikely Kansas will get one. Iowa State against Indiana, but no self for Kansas. <laughs> That's and of course also the star players that won the national championship last year. Um, Iowa State against Iwapui. Texas versus ULM. Texas A&M versus ULM. 
Buzz Williams kind of got that team off the ground last year. TCU against Arkansas Pine Bluff. I refuse to do this video. Um, <laughs> I'm not doing an Arkansas Pine Bluff video. Um, oh, if I don't have to. Oklahoma versus Sam Houston State. The Beer Cats. Northwestern against Chicago State. Chicago State actually covered a bunch last year. They've been dregs for a long time. Nebraska versus Maine. How much did Nebraska have to pay for that one? Avalon Christian. Where's Romanelli where you need him? Up against Jackson State. What do you think of that? Southern Illinois against Arkansas Little Rock. <laughs> Illinois State against Western Illinois. That's the problem with these big schedules. Like You missed that one. It's like, I wonder if that game's on TV. All right, we'll stop there. We got so many more games to go. This is the biggest college basketball schedule probably of the season, right? Well, that's not a Saturday. Probably going to be the, one of the biggest midweek or like weekday college cards we'll have. But uh, I, I like the over between St. Louis and Murray State. I was leaning towards St. Louis. It is just a little bit of a big line. Murray State, they've got a couple new pieces coming in. Most notably, they got Rob Perry coming over from Stetson, I believe it is. He's, he can score. But St. Louis, the reason they're this big of a favorite is because they're bringing back pretty much their entire starting lineup. Five, four, four double-digit scores, including Javante Perkins, who was tabbed by many as the conference player, was going to be the conference player of the year. But he, he, I think he tore his ACL in the first game or two of the season last year. So, but he's back, and the this, this St. Louis team is loaded. Their team I'm going to be very high on over the course of this season. And I'm going to go the other, I, the other way a little bit. I, I was liking George Mason, but I liked it a lot better at 13 and a half. George Mason, you know, this is a team that's bringing back some of their best players, Devontae Gaines, Josh Adoro. And George Mason, you know, they hung around with, you know, they beat, I believe they beat Maryland last year. They only lost to uh, Kansas by nine at Allen Fieldhouse. So I think they could take on Auburn. I know Auburn, you know, they did get Johnny Broom, like Mitch mentioned, but uh, I still like the points with, uh, with George Mason in that one. I think that's all I like for this time slot. This time slot, I like uh, I like TCU here uh, and quietly. Uh, they returned uh, all five starters uh, from last season. Uh, they played really well. Won their first round in the, in the beginning as well. They did beat the uh, Kansas City. Kansas, uh, so uh, that line hasn't budged. I think they win by 40-plus. I like TCU uh, a lot this season. Um, watch out for them. They're going to be good. And then, uh, just as Chris said, all the good points about St. Louis. Uh, I like St. Louis as well. The Billikens, uh, that injury uh, cost them last season uh, big when uh, he was back for this one. And uh, I think they run it up uh, a lot in, in, in that one. So those are the two I like in that time slot. I've got written down. I like uh, TCU and the Billikens. Thank you, Parlay, parlay those up and be a happy night. I like South Dakota against Wisconsin. Did we get to that game? No, we didn't. I like I like them though, and I like the Beer Cats against Oklahoma. Got a good chance. That's Sam, Sam Houston. Yes, State. State. Yeah, right. <laughs> State. I like Western Carolina against Georgia too. Georgia terrible. And Auburn against George Mason. Go to our next set of games. Wisconsin against South Dakota. Colorado against UC Riverside. Marquette against Radford. Creighton against St. Thomas. The Tommies. 
Miami of Ohio against Evansville, Purple Aces. Incarnate Word Up against North Dakota. Alabama against Longwood. Got um, Tulane against UMBC, the Retrievers. Colorado State against Gardner-Webb. Grand Canyon versus Montana State. BYU, Idaho State. The Bengals. Oklahoma State against UTA. That's Texas Arlington. Texas against UTEP. New Mexico against Southern Utah. Utah State against Utah Valley. Gloves off for that one. Minnesota against Western Michigan. Illinois against Eastern Illinois. I agree with Rod that Illinois is going to be an absolute beast of beasts of beasts this season. They are going to be a lot different team than what we've seen from them recently. Just totally different style, but still loaded, man. Loaded, loaded. Um, Kansas State against Texas Rio Grande Valley. Texas Tech against Northwest Northwestern State. Ole Miss against Alcorn State. Virginia Tech, Delaware State. Virginia, North Carolina Central. North Carolina versus UNC Wilmington. Seahawks. Gonzaga versus North Florida. Arizona versus Nichols. Double Nichols. USC versus Florida Gulf Coast. California Baptist versus Long Beach State. What up, Beaches? Beaches. <laughs> All right. Uh, I could, we could probably take uh, We still have enough to go. Chris, any of these? I mean, we got so many here. I was going to say, we, only, we got enough for probably one more push. But uh, a couple I like here, I, I'm with you. I like South Dakota against Wisconsin. This, is, this South Dakota team has the potential to win the Summit League this year. They are that good. They're getting one of their best scores back. And A.J. Plitzy White, dealing with knee issues the last couple of years. They've got four double-digit scores from the last time we saw them on the on the team. So I think they can give uh, Wisconsin all they can handle in this game. So give me South Dakota plus the points. Give me North Carolina laying the points against uh, UNC Wilmington. I think you know North Carolina's had some time to stew on that, uh, that national championship loss. And this North Carolina team only got better, adding Pete Nance and replacing Brady Manick from last year's team. UNC Wilmington lost two of their top guys from last year. I think they're just going to be overmatched. They have to replace four or five starters. So give me North Carolina. And uh, I like Seattle laying the points against, uh, against UC San Diego. This is a Seattle team that was really good last year. Um, I, I think they're, they could be, they have potentially be even better in the whack this season. So I like Seattle to win that one by at least seven or eight points going away. Rod. And I like uh, Illinois in this one over Eastern Illinois. What up, know, but, yeah. <laughs> You look, uh, Illinois returns uh, Coleman Hawkins uh, to the lineup. They also picked up uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. from Texas Tech. I, mi- I missed Matthew, it. Matthew I mi- Mayer. I missed it. Yeah, Matthew Mayer from Baylor. He's from the Baylor. guy with the mullet. Yeah. Oh, the mullet guy. So, <laughs> exactly, right? So, they're... Three guys that they've uh, picked up that are just huge, and they are also got depth at the side. Oh, oh massive recruiting class on top of it. Massive, like yeah, massive. McDonald High so, School, uh, Coach Underwood's got a nice team. Uh, I, I definitely like Illinois. Uh, be high on them this year, and uh, I'm always high on the Zags. It's it's the one team that I because where I live, I get to see the most of. 
Except when you're not high on them. Give you the most. Except when you're not high on them, which yeah. is usually it's most of the season hat. running up through about <laughs> mid-January. <laughs> usually the Gonzaga hat comes out around March 16th-ish. <laughs> but I think they come out and roll, just like they always do. They're going to come out and roll this one early. Uh, two out of you can parlay those up. Illinois, the Zags. So Gonzaga also has Timmy is back. At Timmy's back. Yeah, yeah, he's back at Gonzaga. And um, they, didn't they get Llewellyn from Princeton also? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, they picked up that guy from Princeton. Yeah, definitely. That's his name. Well, he scores like, he's name. like a 20-point game guy. <laughs> 20 points plus a game guy. Yeah. yeah. They got a lot of good players. And they love beating up on the shitty teams at home. Oh, they do. It's their favorite thing to do. All right. <laughs> Arizona was good last year, too. USC has been good for two years. A lot of big numbers out there, though. A lot of big numbers. Um, we'll go through it. We'll, we'll continue on. We'll do this one again because I just like saying it. Cal Baptist versus Long Beach State. What up, Peaches? What up, Peaches? <laughs> Never gets old, man. Never gets old. San Diego, the Tritons. Not San Diego, the Toreros, or San Diego State, but San Diego, UC San Diego Tritons against Seattle. We've done well on Seattle over there, too, the Pilots. They've done well for us, man. Santa Clara, the Bronx, up against Eastern Washington, who never gets a lot of respect, but wins us a ton of money every year. San Diego State against Cal State Fullerton. San Diego State, they just change the names, whatever. It's like, it's basically the same team every single year, just different guys. Um... St. Mary's against Oral Roberts. I think that guy from Oral Roberts is finally gone, right? That, like, superstar. Nope. No, he's still there? Nope. He's still, still there. there. He's still there? I like Oral Roberts yeah. in that one, man. <laughs> 16th year at Oral Roberts. That guy is so good, man. Is he, like, on the All-American all team and everything? He, was, like, he, was try, he tried out for the G League showcase, like, the G League showcase, and he decided to go back. But was he, is he like on all the all American teams and like the guy? Uh, let me let me let me look. Let me look. What's his name again? He's so Max Smith. Yeah, he's so good, man. It's like they have one guy who's like really good. It's like Pepperdine against Rice, Oregon against FAMU, San Francisco who just struggles to get over the hump against Texas Southern, UNLV versus the other Southern, Washington versus Weber State had the Weber State-Weber State argument on this show before. It's Weber. Cal versus UC Davis. How's Cal favored against a professional team? I don't see that. Uh, Utah against Long Island. Cal stinks, right? Don't they still stink? Are they good all of a sudden? No, I think they still stink. They still stink, right? UCLA against Sac State. Johnny Juzang, gone at, at UCLA. It seemed like he was there. But um, actually, I think they're pretty good this year too. They got, but they still have Mick Cronin's coaching. But they got um, Jaime Jaquez, a Ruffalo pronunciation guy, and Tyga Campbell. So, um, so I, and Mick Cronin always gets high school Americans everywhere he coaches. And then Oregon State Tulsa, closing out the night. Chris, what do you think about this smorgasbord of games? I'll keep it. I'll keep it short. I, I am with you. I like Oral Roberts, uh, St. Mary's. They lost, you know, a couple of their key guys from last year. And it wasn't. It was a couple of key guys from an offense that didn't really score that much. Oral Roberts continues to be a money machine for us. 
Max A. Smith, I think he's going to be the mid-major player to watch this year. Uh, he's, he, he could very well go for 30 points a game. I I'm, I'm I really believe that. But uh, give me Oral Roberts there, plus the 8.5 with a shot to win outright. And uh, I like Tulsa to close out the night against Oregon State. Oregon State might have actually gotten worse from the team that finished 3-28 and last year. And uh, Tulsa, they got a nice core coming back themselves. So uh, I'll take Tulsa plus the points, potentially a little bit on the money line there as well. And these ones, I like uh, I like San Diego State under uh, against Cal State Fullerton. Uh, Matt Radley returns, and they uh, had a couple pieces for him as well. It's still going to be just as solid on defense. So I like the under. It's went up to 135 and a half. That thing's uh, sky. I rocked it up. I like in that one. And the other one I like here is uh, UCLA, even uh, without Johnny Jujan gone. Um, UCLA, UCLA retooled out a bunch of guys. They'll just be just as good as uh, probably won't miss a beat. So you're going to lay 24 and a half points in a season opener with Mick Cronin? Totally. You're going to crack? I like the cracking. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> no chance. Chance just left town. It's like, it'll be closer to like a Sac State upset. It's like, Cronin will have the whiteboard out. No, Rod will be like, it's like you'll hear, you'll hear him screaming. From, from, no, put that thing away. Put it away. Right. He won't. He won't need the whiteboard in this one. Not be too far ahead. I like Sac State in that one. Feel comfortable. I like um, San Diego State against Cal State Fullerton. That's that's like same story, different day. Take Long Beach State also, because just because I enjoy them so much. What up, Beach? Dan Munson walk around like he's the king of the world. (laughs) Tony T loves that the way that Munson carries himself. All right. Did it through the whole show, man. What a long one this was. I think this was the biggest um, This was the biggest college basketball card of the season that we'll have. Um, I don't think we'll have another. Even Saturdays aren't going to be like this. Chris, um, what are you selling today? Oh, I got a $15 NBA slam dunk. And you can also get that as part of my uh, Monday Moneyball NBA three-pack for 40 bucks. Or I also got a college hoops three-pack. And uh, also got two for, uh, well, I was going to say two for Tuesday, but I guess it's two for Monday. Uh, NHL uh, play, pair of plus money plays that you can get. One of these got to hit one just to profit, but tons of money to be made on the NHL tonight. Remember, use that promo code uh, PICK, get 15% off. What, you had a parlay for everybody, or are you just going to? Oh, sorry, I didn't know I didn't know parlays. I guess where we were. Um I'll go Oral Roberts plus the points, Tulsa plus the points, Seattle laying the points. I mean, we're an hour and 30 minutes into the show. We've got it. We got it. Eventually, eventually we got to finish. Yeah, fair enough. We spent, For me over. it took us, it took us, it took us so, 40 minutes to go through college basketball. We didn't even <laughs> scrape the surface. You know, right. And we did. Oh yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Free over pick dogs premium. I've got a $50 bookie buster going uh you can scoop that up. It's in the uh, NHL action, or you can get my uh, Money Monday triple, where uh, that includes the $15 bookie buster play, as well as uh, two more plays uh, on the hardwood. One in the NBA, 
one in college basketball, top or two rated plays in those sports. And, or you can get my Monday Night Football Game of the Month um, sold separately. Uh, head on over to Pick Best Freedom and scoop it up. Start the week. Nice winning week coming. Use that promo code PICK. Get 50% off all of your purchases over 25 bucks over Pink Dogs Premium. Baylor up sort of a slow start here, 16 7. Um, that's when they're just missing a lot of shots. A lot of wide 43 open. is a lot of points. A lot of open <laughs> shots. Yeah, well, this is a, this, you have a national champ in 16 10. Um, you have a team that has a chance to win the national championship against a team that's won two games um, each of the last two seasons. Anyways. I'll parlay up, um, let's see. I'll take the Spurs with the under in Monday Night Football. Boy, it seems like two days ago we talked about that game. And uh, I'll parlay it up with Long Beach State. What up, Beaches? Love that bit. So glad it's back. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to check out all of our videos. We didn't cut, we didn't scratch the surface in college basketball today as far as videos go, but we did get 21 videos out between Chris and I. Plus, Ron did a, I forget what he calls it. He has a new name for it. It's, I always like the rundown. What does he call it? Bank shot break. Bank down or something. What does he call it? The Ron's rundown uh, for college basketball. Uh, bank shot. He's got the Hollywood shades he's wearing in the, in the, the thing. Looks like John Goodman. Stones on that kid. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. Rod, did you give your parley? No. Oh, I cut you off. My oh, no. We're not going. All right, we're not going. Rod, what are you selling and what's your parlay? I, I, I did the sell and I didn't get the parlay yet. So. Oh, cut you off. <clears throat> we're going to go with... Uh, Take Illinois, lay the points. We're going to take the under in the uh, Bucks game. And we're going to take the over in the Monday Night Football game. Uh, I think we get enough points to get us over the total. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Make it a winning day. We appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, we're going to do the premium shows right now. So if you're looking for the premium shows, we didn't do it because this show ran one hour, 33 minutes, and 56 seconds. Make it a winner.